Hello, and welcome back to Belmont Bunch. This week, I'm joined by Tom, the actual host. All right, Tom, why don't you talk about the recent games? We have uh, won three huge games this week against Detroit on Saturday, uh, Buffalo Sabres on Tuesday, and today we're recording this right after they won the Pittsburgh game, the Pittsburgh, the game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. So, Tom, so where do you want to start? Blow by the first two games. Because, <laughs> I mean, look, look, the advantage of doing it right after this Pittsburgh win is, you know, excitement. Uh, one of like the most memorable wins in recent memory. That's redundant. I, if we make the playoffs, this is going to be the win that's defining. Yeah. You know, I mean, like this is the, this the is turnaround. The they completed the season, like, you know, turnaround. Yeah. I mean, now they can, like, I think it, it's hard to say with, you know, um, like something like 15 to 17 games left, but, um, you know, it would have been really tough to even think about getting the top wild card if we had lost this game and for two periods, it looked like that's what was going to happen. And, you know, despite them, look, they really, really struggled in the first two periods. They, they just, you know, they just hung on. They just hung in there. Um, They, they worked incredibly hard in the third period to the point that I was already preparing my like statements for this episode to not be that negative. You know, it was going to, I'll tell you what it was going to be. The scrapped version of what I was going to say was like, you know, uh, they're just they're missing a lot of skill right now without Pajot and Barzi. And, you know, how much longer can we expect, uh, you know, guys like Koivula and like and those guys aren't even playing like Koivula is not playing well. Bailey's not playing well, even though he has points recently. Um, and Holmstrom's been like fine. But like, you know, it's it's difficult. Like Koivula is probably not really an NHLer and he's doing his best. Um, so what I was going to say, uh, you know, if they had lost three, two was wow. Good push in the third encouraged by that. Um, you know, the first wild card was, was going to be tough to get anyway. Now, like you, you got a chance. You won all four games against Pittsburgh. Um, which is like, I mean, for Islander fans, it depends on the Islander fan, but for me, that's probably my second most hated team behind the Rangers. Is probably really? oh, I wouldn't go that far, but we've I mean, yeah, played, we've played them a lot in the playoffs. I think mm-hmm. in my life, we've seen them play them in the playoffs like, oof, like three or four times. Yeah. Um, so yeah, well, I just as a quick note for that, the only the main reason that I probably aren't uh, don't hate them as much is because I'm just so <laughs> red hot at Tampa that uh, you know, for being so good, um, that's fair, yeah, but, but uh, anyway, just. Like an unbelievable third period effort, even before they had scored a goal. You know, I uh, they they were pushing. They really were getting the all of the chances in the third period. Um, and I mean, they uh, were shooting so many pucks on net. I like it was. It did not feel like anything I've ever seen before from the Islanders. Yeah, they team. had they had some really really good shifts where they were just chucking pucks at the net. And you know, they had a couple times tonight where they uh, chucked pucks right into defenseman like Dobby on yeah. a power play just straight up shot it into a guy with no pressure on him um but Dobby redeems himself I mean that's a small thing to redeem yourself from like it's not a great play but um it's not like a thing that you know lingers too long 
But Dobby with a great pick out on the, the game tying goal. He's the one that tossed it to the front. Mm-hmm. I, I think to me, it looks like he saw, you know, Anders. It wasn't just like a, you know, throw it to the net and hope. He put it onto Anders' stick. And Anders, you know, we talked about it a while ago. I mean, I've been hard on Anders. Uh, and I've talked about how his game, like, it's really hard for that game to age well. He's been really, really good recently. Um, his net front presence is back. That's something that, like, we didn't see for a while. That was a, a big goal. I can't believe Pittsburgh just let uh, Anders lead just wide open in front of their own net. Like, mm-hmm. of all guys, that's the last guy you want to leave with leave. I'm going to see myself out. Um, with <laughs> with uh, hits like that, he's good on deflections. He's good on, you know, net front presence. <laughs> he, he just got to sit there and do it. Yeah. Um, that, like, I, I wonder if, like, uh, so I always uh, this is always, this is just complete speculation, but I always wonder how much like players make a push, like the team makes a push if they do have a big in- injury, like two big injuries right now, like you said, Peugeot and Barzol, like uh yeah, like how much they're stepping up, you know, or how, even if it's just a mentality shift, I don't know, but I yeah, this, so. this seems a problem right now. Like mm-hmm. I can't believe it, but like I wouldn't want to play the Islanders in the playoffs right now. I would much rather play Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Breaking news. Tom Croza doesn't want to play the Islanders. <laughs> well, good thing for me. I don't have to. Exactly. Um, no, they're they're going to be a, a bit of a problem for whoever they face because. Especially that, what, Boston. Because Boston is like 30 points ahead of us. They're 27 points up. But look, we know in the playoffs, it's a crapshoot. We, we've seen it before. Tampa Bay getting swept in a year where they were, you know, Point point wise, uh, mm-hmm. way ahead of Columbus when they got swept, we we see it, we see it, um, and you know, like maybe not to this level. Boston's forty nine eight and five, but look, we're not going to go into that series predicting them to win the series. The Islanders, uh, we're just gonna, first of all we're going to be happy to be there, which is you know I'm just happy to be here based on preseason expectations, like. I mean, I had us as what? Probably, I think I had us as like the first team outside the playoffs, something like uh, that. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, and, but, but like a, as they're playing right now, they're kind of the, the last. I, this has just been a complete ramble, but they have really, really, really in the last. So now they're 11 3 and 3 over the last, you know, a couple of weeks, a few weeks, um, or I guess like a month. They, well, the, the last 10, they're 7 2 and 1. Which is great, but, and I'm yeah. pretty. They were ten three and three coming into tonight, um, in that stretch, and now they're eleven three and three. Uh, they are getting enough goals, like they're not like filling the net, like they're not putting up five and six, but they're doing enough. Mm-hmm. Like three and fours, three and four should win you games with the goaltending we have. Mm-hmm. I saw something that said our goaltending in the last month, we have like a nine twenty three save percentage. It's like far and away the best in the league. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, like it's a, it, the combination of things going right at the right time right now is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of guys stepping up. Um, I don't know how much longer they can survive with Bailey Holmstrom and Koiva on the fourth, but it sounds like they're not going to have to do it that much longer. You know, if Pajo comes back, Sezikis can drop back down to the fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, Clutterbuck might be back soon. Clutterbuck, I, I don't quite know yet. Because, like, you can't take Hudson Fashing out of the lineup. Yeah, not like, at all. Another goal tonight. Um, he powered them in the Buffalo game. He need them to victory. Uh, I, <laughs> um, shout out to uh, one of my 
one of my Islander buddies who texted me right after the game and he said he's a fascist for Hutch and Fashing. So absolutely. Me too. Mm-hmm. Me yeah, too. I, me I too. <laughs> um, but so I, since we have the opportunity and we're doing this with a lot of games live, the Capitals just lost in the shootout to the Devils. So the Islanders now are six points up on Florida, Florida being the first team outside the playoffs right now. And um, Florida only has two games in hand. So even if they win both those games, they will be two points back of us. So, you know, it's going to be really funny for Sterling because, you know, Florida looks like, I mean, Ottawa's still there too. And Buffalo, Buffalo's starting to fall out of it a little bit. We just, what did we talk about last week uh, about how big the stretch of games is? And they just started off 3-0. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How many points? I think we said. Well, we, we did. We, we did. Yeah, you were saying if you if we can get uh four four or five out of the six, like that would be that would be best case scenario. Yes, yeah, so, so like, but most we could hope for. Points. What we've got six points already. Yeah, six out of six points. Yeah. So the this is though what you and Sterling had brought up. So we play the Capitals on Saturday at home, which is going to be like, big. The, I, I think the Caps are. You know they're kind of. St- it, it's big because it's still a four point game. You know, oh, in that sense. Yeah. And, but and, uh, and, but and then we're, we're then we're on a West Coast trip. You know, we're playing the Kings, the Ducks, and San Jose Sharks. So it's yeah, like, it, oh, I'm sorry, could no, be, no, I mean, just that could be that could be three losses right there. You know, like the West Coast road trips are just just so tough. Yeah. You, you, you know? took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say exactly that. Like, mm-hmm. oh man, uh, like I read the script. I those are what we call trap games because mm-hmm. you know, those teams are um, not good. I mean, the Kings are good, um, but, you know, the last time we played the Kings, we, we were close. Uh, the Kings, uh, out of the teams we played recently, I think had us figured out the best. Mm. They were able to clog us up and not really give us much. Um, but, you know, you're going to have to really – you have to win those other two games. Yeah. You have to beat – you know, what is a really, really bad Anaheim team? I'll give the Sharks that they're a little bit frisky. Um, they're still not very good, but they're a little bit friskier. Actually, no. <laughs> they're, they're like the same exact – I didn't even realize they're separated by one point. Anaheim's ahead of them. For some uh, reason, I guess oh, I just think, oh, Eric Carlson's having a great year. So I guess – I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, they should be better, but, I mean, they just traded their best player. They're oh, my goodness. Yeah, forward. the Ducks and the Sharks are – yeah. Yeah, they're terrible. Oh my yeah, goodness! I mean, the Ducks goal differential is minus one hundred. Yeah, so, <laughs> that's that's but, as bad as Boston is good. <laughs> yes, and that's so, incredible. Yeah. I would say, uh, um, jumping ahead to like how many points we're looking for out of that stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what? Um, I'll just go up into the next. Should I go up into the next pod? So three games, or should I go all four and include all the West Coast? Uh whatever you want to do okay. <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll just do so for the next three um which just want to make sure i've got that completely right so next three uh washington la anaheim uh and then you got two days off and two days off after the washington game so this team should be rested mm-hmm. um I, what's adding on to the, the how impressive the current stretch is where we just said this is the biggest week of the season they've you know per, they've aced it so far uh, what's really impressive is 
you know, they did have two days off in between the Detroit and Buffalo games. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a day off in between Buffalo and Pittsburgh. These are high-intensity big games where teams know their seasons are on the line. Um, and I'm really proud of the fact that they have uh, really just – I mean, outside of the first two periods tonight, just been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it's interesting. I mean, just go to go back to the Pittsburgh game quickly. I mean, we had like five – four or five power plays. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think we only scored on the first one, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, so and it was like a, a close goal, like the puck barely got over the goal line by Lee, um, you know, so I what it's funny because you were saying that what you were going to prepare to say if we had lost the game was going to be, you know, like, yeah, we played hard and blah, blah, blah. But I don't remember. I already forgot what you said. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> But I was thinking I was like, man, like this is the story of how special teams like cost you. Like if, if you're, you know, like, like their power play has been our Achilles heel for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, we, I mean, we technically did get a power play goal, so maybe that's not the strongest argument there, but um, I mean, you get four to five. I, I, I should probably find out how many it was, how many power plays. It well, was. I think the, um, for me, I, I think it was four. I'm I think it was four. Right. Yeah. Um, now, but like while, uh, while the numbers weren't, there, I mean, like they do get one and that's 25% for the night. That's which, true. You know, I, it's, an incredibly small it's the smallest mm-hmm. size pretty much but um i thought the puck movement i think it's getting there it's it's faster mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i think they needed to like be a little bit more I, this is weird you're gonna hear me say this but a little less a little more hesitant to shoot because <laughs> they had a couple times tonight where they just like uh, look it it's not a bad play to put it on the net, but it has to get to the net and there were mm-hmm. a couple times where we shot it right into shin pads yeah um you know and, and but the power play goal that we did get, um, pretty good one. Puck movement, pretty good. Uh, Anders in front, uh, doing his thing. He had a good night. He's Anders, been sacrificing Anders, the body. Yeah, he's been skating well too. <laughs> mm-hmm, which is mm-hmm. Something that you know, like that's not really a big part of his game, but hey, he's been doing it. Yeah. Um, for me tonight, uh, I thought. Again, the the defense. So I, I'm trying to. Is it a little bit of a, of, of a mirage? Um, this run right now, defensively, mm. um, offensively, it's been like they've been able to get by. Um, and I don't think it's a like they're going to get reinforcements soon. So I'm not really that worried. On on defense, it's funny. I none of the defensemen are really really sticking out to me for playing that. Well, mm-hmm. I, I think teams have locked it down. Or, or sorry, play, certain players have locked down like big mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, but tonight, they like the first two periods, ter- like a lot of miscommunication, not very good in their own zone, had a, a, like a lot of wayward passes. Romanov had a play where he just tapped it into the slot. <laughs> Man, it sucks because uh, Romanov's been starting to play better. Uh, and I was going to say to Sterling tonight if he was on – Man, Romanov is starting to get there, and he was not good tonight. So, like, yeah, he's generally been playing better. Um, Actually, wait, how old is Romanov? How long has he been in the league? Oh, he's very young. He's only been in the league for a little bit. He's got to be like 22, 23. Uh, he is 23. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, because um, it's almost like in a different way, giving me vibes of what we were complaining about with Scott Mayfield, you know, a couple years ago. Oh, which Scott is Mayfield like, tonight, by yeah. the way, three penalties. Mm hmm. Yeah, Scott. <laughs> that's uh, 
maybe that's why I was thinking that. Oh, <laughs> but that's you know, it's good. just like these mistakes, and then they just get you know, like it just gets worked out in your game over time. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, um, I hadn't seen a game like this for Scott in a while. Uh, <laughs> you know, and it was pretty rough, pretty mm-hmm. rough. Committing three penalties, like that's just inexcusable, and they were all real penalties. Um, man, oh, Scott's thirty. Wow. Yeah, I think he's that old. Um, oh man, what an old anyway, man! Um, the, like Sorokin tonight didn't. I don't think he, he. There were a lot of shots on net, but he didn't have to uh, make any like just stupid saves. Biggest mm-hmm. play Sorokin made tonight. The overtime was, save. Uh, the overtime winner. Mm-hmm. So. Um, it was funny. We got island, two Islanders below the goal line, and I see Brock at the top, and Brock is nowhere near whatever Penguin was there. And the Penguin player going around the net, he sees it, and it's wide open. And that's like a goal if that gets through, because that's just a rip one-timer. Yeah. As Broken's going to have to go like hard to his left, and I, I like I just don't see that in this America going that hard <laughs> but yeah so wait so then if that was if that went the wrong way if uh, that ended up going the Islanders net would you be like ripping on nelson right now then for not covering a guy um i it he yes like um, he was he was cheating in that sense i guess right like i don't even think he was cheating he just wasn't i ooh, I, I have that's to even worse. play again he was accidentally in the right place just out of position <laughs> yeah and he got rewarded for it uh, yeah <laughs> Ilya just a head Heads up play. Actually, let me see if that – I want to see if Ilya got an assist for that because I think he should – absolutely should. Uh, he did. Ilya Sorokin got an assist his first Yes, yeah, he did. It was because um, it went right from uh, him to, yeah. to Nelson, yeah. Just in, like a, a, such a heads up play. Sorokin's and first assist of the year. Islander fans, I'm sure they've seen Billy Smith do similar things with his stick. Um, yes, yeah. Just Bush just, mentioned that. <laughs> An unbelievable like play by Ilya because I'm certain that's a, a Pittsburgh goal if if that gets through. Mm. Unbelievable. Um, Maybe and- we should have Ilya become a oh, winger. Uh, oh, what? what? <laughs> we should be a winger. <laughs> we should put somebody else in goal. Yeah. Um, unbelievable. Mayfield. Stuff, uh, from Ilya there. Brock just shooting it, not going to the like, you know. Yeah. Uh, the- forehand back in which whatever. we saw with paul mary who got the previous breakaway um you know i guess he didn't go too much he just went straight to the backhand and he like made his too yeah, obvious I, I didn't have a problem with it like, yeah yeah it was direct and uh a little too know, direct though we didn't have to see it in the shootout thankfully um, <laughs> yeah like- i thought dude, i do as soon as we got the overtime uh or sorry as soon as we got the game tying goal in mm-hmm. regulation i was like okay it's gonna go to a shootout and we're gonna lose you know but um, yeah it was I- still like at that point it's just so crazy that we got the game tying goal that i didn't care yeah, yeah i mean look i'm i was just like ecstatic to get that point and you know to get both is is just like unbelievable I, but mm, you know chef's what? kiss <laughs> i i can say this at least i i just said it was unbelievable but i didn't give up on this game i mm. tweeted that they weren't playing well but the way they've been playing you just can't you can't count them out Mm-hmm. And there's something about Tristan Jari and giving up goals to the Islanders. He just has nightmares against the Islanders. And it's not like any one in particular tonight was like egregiously bad, but he got a piece of all three goals. And he yeah, especially 
the f- the first and the third barely trickled over, yeah. or I think it was the first and third barely trickled over the goal line. Like just like I from what I see, because you know last year his statistics were very good. Um, he his stats tend to be good, but he man he can't play the Islanders. He struggles against the Islanders, and um, he's kind of got a little bit of Mark Andre Fleury in him, which I know Pittsburgh fans will kill me for that comparison because. Flurry obviously a better goalie in his prime, but Flurry would have just these awful goals he would give up. And mm. Tristan Zari is kind of like that. I don't know if you noticed, but like every time he touches the puck with a stick, he gives it away. Mm. Just stay in your net at that point. You literally are just you'd be better off with the Islanders having the puck behind the net than you are when you throw it to us in the middle of the slot. Tristan. Yeah. Yeah, Shit. no, I I, 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 give him that advice. I remember being confused. Like he came out of his net like a couple times when there was obviously his, you know, Pittsburgh players near him, like they could have gotten the, it was just like, seem, I don't know if it's just an impulse. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Very that, interesting. And, uh, it, what's especially fun for that win is, you know, Pittsburgh just came off a game where they were down four, nothing and one five, four. And you just put a terrible feeling in, in Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh was probably starting to like, if I put myself in their shoes, if I were welcome Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, if I were a Pittsburgh fan coming off of that win and the way they played the first two periods against the Islanders tonight, I would have been saying, hey, here on PPP Arena Bunch, I don't know, here on Penguins Posse. Penguin Posse, there we go. <laughs> yeah, there um, we go. That, you know, the Penguins, wow, we're starting to get going. We we erase a four-goal deficit, now we're beating up on the Islanders. And they just, I, I like... For everything the Penguins did right in the first two periods, they they were they just moved the puck fast, and the Islanders couldn't keep up, and the Islanders were struggling to get their feet moving uh, in the first two periods. Pittsburgh just didn't put any pressure on in the third. The best thing they should have done uh, was keep the forecheck going and keep the puck in our zone, and it felt like they were okay with absorbing pressure and letting the Islanders get back into the game. And, um, you know, they allowed the Islanders to start caving them in their own zone and and just like that's just such a demoralizing loss if you're Pittsburgh real chance to you know if if this goes the other way and they win in regulation we're sitting on 74 points and Pittsburgh would have three games in hand ahead of us by a point so like you would start to be like all right I mean like we're not going to get the first wild card as the Islanders Mm -hmm. um but now like that is a dream that you can have Games in hand, we've seen, um, you know, we last year we were pro games in hand. Yes, exactly. Uh, the we, past we, couple we, years, the past couple years we were pro games in hand, but last year especially because that was when UBS opened. and, yeah, we, and that's we all had, we had. Yeah, that's all we had. <laughs> um, this year, like, the other teams are the teams with the games in hand, uh, which is good for us because it also means, you know, our schedule is going to be a little bit more staggered. You know, mm-hmm. other teams are going to be playing back-to-backs, and I think we still have one or two left. Let's but, take a look uh, at the schedule. We have the two in on the West Coast uh, next week, so against the L.A., then Anaheim. And then the following week, we have back-to-back Columbus and then Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, and that then it. that's it. So, yeah, just two more back-to-backs. Yeah. So, um, and I know the Islanders have one of the easier schedules by record. Like you said, that can be decept- deceptive because a West Coast trip. Yeah, well, because sure, yeah. because well, because of the West Coast trip. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, the West Coast trip. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, like, because those are the teams listed as easy in the schedule outside of LA, 
Um, those are two of our remaining easy, easy games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but you know, road games, it not necessarily easy going out West isn't easy. I think it's a little bit easier when, you know, mo- momentum or uh, morale is high mm-hmm. on, you know, these wins that they're pulling off. They were down one, nothing in the Detroit game and scored four third period goals. Now that game was not like this game as much because, well, first of all, like, we took the lead first tonight and then gave it back. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Detroit game, we were playing great. It was just uh, getting – we were just getting goalied for a while, and then the floodgates opened in the third, and that was a game. We've had a bunch of games recently that, like, kind of put teams away. Um, I think the the win over uh, Detroit kind of started to put Detroit out of it. Mm-hmm. Detroit's been playing really poorly, and it would have been something really something big for them to get a win against the Islanders on the road uh, in a game where they weren't playing well and they couldn't hold on in the third. Uh, and now Detroit is like nine points back with only three games in hand. Like you, you can't like, you just can't count on these teams to win all of those games in hand. They haven't been playing that well. Like uh, Buffalo gave up 10 goals tonight. I talked about Buffalo. They can't keep the puck out of their net. And that's why I wasn't as worried uh, about them as like a, a a rival in the playoff chase. I wanted them if we weren't going to get in to get in, uh, but they're starting to fall out of it, just giving up goals left and right. Um, Ottawa just like has been playing really well. And then out of nowhere, lost five, nothing to one of the worst teams in the league in Chicago. Like you, you just, and, and that's a, a warning sign for the Islanders in their games against Anaheim and San Jose. Uh, can't take that easy teams, you know, the records are really bad, but teams can start to get something going near the end of the year. There's always one or two teams that screw up their lottery odds. Um, that like teams mm-hmm. that are already out of it are gonna like randomly start winning. Chicago started doing that, and like stop doing that, you're gonna screw yourselves out of like great prospects. Um, obviously, you can't tell the players not to care. The best you can do in a tank is just put bad players on the ice and hope they play bad. Um, uh. Which hasn't is, worked for the Jets. So I mean the Jets the Jets do an interesting thing. The Jets put good players out there <laughs> last year and still lost. Um but so uh we're by the way, I we're five points back of the Rangers. The Rangers I was I was thinking about bringing this up. Yeah. So we're five points back, but they have three games at hand. Yeah. Uh, so well, we just got done talking about the games. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Let's take a gander over to the Rangers schedule. All right. Let's let's indulge yeah. ourselves over here. Hmm. Who are the Rangers playing? So right now uh, they just won tonight against the Canadians in a shootout. Yeah. Um, they're playing Buffalo on Saturday and then Pittsburgh on Sunday. Ah, we got to root for them. Yeah. So it's, kinda <laughs> like, it's one. Oh my God. They have three games in, against Pittsburgh in one week. Look so at we, their schedule. It's Pittsburgh yeah. on uh, this upcoming Sunday, March 12th. Then mm-hmm. the Capitals on Tuesday, Pittsburgh on Thursday, Pittsburgh on Saturday. So it's kind That's of insane. like, it's kind of like this. We either want them to win all of them or, or lose all of them. So like mm. that way we can either leapfrog them or they can do the work of giving us room. We want the- them to lose all those games to Pittsburgh, but we want Pittsburgh to lose every other game against everybody else. We want to give Pittsburgh those wins, but you know, I mean, Look, if we just continue to play the way we're playing, um, and it's tough. You know what? We're just going to have to deal with it either way. 
Of course, uh, yeah. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh has games in hand on us. The Rangers have games in hand. Let's just hope one team sweeps that series. Whatever doesn't doesn't matter which way. We got to hope for no overtime, and mm-hmm. one of those teams steam steamrolls to three straight wins. Um, because that way, I mean, if Pittsburgh wins all three of those games, we can start to. Um, I, I guess for us, you know, we'll have to stay hot, but um, you know, we could see the Rangers fall to the eight seed. We could see the Rangers have to play Boston. Hmm. That would be a treat. I don't know how likely it is. The Rangers would have to really, really fall apart, but they haven't been playing well. And they just got by against one of the worst teams in the league tonight. Um, Patrick Kane hasn't really fit too well. He got his first goal tonight, but he's also been responsible for two shorthanded goals. Um, It's funny. uh, The the Rangers, I, I don't think they had plans to go out and get him. When they got Tarasenko, it felt like that's okay. So mm-hmm. that's who they got instead of Patrick Kane. It Patrick Kane straight up forced his way onto the Rangers. <laughs> like the Rangers, I I can't fault them. The Rangers were like, "Hey, this guy's begging to be on our team, and we're be- we're probably not going to have to give up anything because the, uh, Chicago has no leverage, and Patty Kane has no trade clause, and he could do whatever he wants." And so, like, yeah, I mean, for the millionth time, the Rangers had a player bitch and moan onto their team which is hilarious because you know the islanders it's such a pain in the ass we always have to fight for every player and like we have a tough time getting guys in free agency the rangers literally have guys like begging to be on the team just because they want to play in the city But maybe that'll be their downfall it's like you know a tower built on sand or whatever i don't know but look i don't think patty kane was the solution i mean like you're not you're not gonna say no to acquiring him for basically free, but I think the Rangers should have been more invested in in getting a little bit of defensive help. Um, and they didn't do that, so they're a little bit vulnerable right now. Like they're not going to miss the playoffs, but they could drop some seating, and that's going to matter. Um, because I'm sure if you're the Rangers, you know you'd rather play. I mean, you're going to play somebody difficult. The East is a juggernaut. Like, there's nobody in the East you want to play. Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, um, I would say out of any season, though, out of any recent season, this has been the season where most of the teams have been worse. Um, you know, I mean, Pittsburgh. Uh, I mean, I guess the Rangers and, and De- the Devils have been better. Um, I'm trying to get back to the standings here. Here we go. Well, I mean, yeah. just these, t- like, nobody, there's nobody that I look at and they're like, uh, you know, every year there's usually, like, a team or two that you're like, that's a sitting duck come playoff time. And I'm sure, you know, for a little while, like whoever occupied the last wild card spot looked like that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, even if Pittsburgh finishes as the last wild card, and I've already made my voice clear now today that I think the, if the Islanders are the eight seed, that Boston's not just going to trounce us. Um, if we continue to play like this and we get our guys back. Um, but Pittsburgh despite, you know, the really egregious losses they've had, they have blown, like, every game to the Islanders this year. And it's really, like, they've blown a lot of games and a lot of leads. Um, And you wouldn't expect that out of a team made up of a lot of veterans like they are. They're a little bit more top-heavy than they've been in a while because their third line is a black hole and their goaltending is not very good. Uh, And their defense outside of, like, you know, Chris Letang doesn't seem to be very good either. Um but 
I even, even that you like, maybe this is stupid. Maybe this is just like looking back at what they've done. Uh, Pittsburgh having won like three cups in the last, you know, like 15 years. Um, you, you can't count them out like all the way. So there's no team in the East. That's going to be an easy out. Every series is going to be tough, which is actually, you know, it, it's fun. Like, obviously you, you want to keep rooting for us to win and jump up the standings, but like, how much is it going to matter? Like, I, all these teams are going to be difficult. I don't think Islander fans should go crazy about who we ended up. I see what you're saying. Like, ta- yeah, like taking that approach that, like, I feel like we've talked about how Tampa Bay the last two two years probably took this approach where they're like, just get into the playoffs. Like, they know they're going to dominate once they're in the playoffs. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if the Islanders can sit back and take it that easy. But, yeah, focus on getting in. And then it's kind of like, who knows what will happen in the playoffs. And then... Yeah. And like, yeah, this 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 year, especially because every team's so good. And yeah, yeah, it, it's just nice that you really I don't think we're going to see a scenario this year where because sometimes you see teams kind of tank games at the end of the year. Mm. Uh, I can recall years uh, years ago when the Islanders played the Panthers right in the first round. Uh, it was I think it was 15, 16. It was the uh, series where the Islanders won their first playoff series in 23 years. I was at college. It was so much fun. But the Islanders were had a chance to play Pittsburgh if they had won their last game and the Islanders like rested everyone and like lost. And they were like, Oh no, the Rangers have to play Pittsburgh and we have to play <laughs> the Panthers. And uh, by the standings, the, uh, the Panthers were the better team because the Panthers, I think won their division, but everybody knew it was like, I don't want to play Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And the Islanders, uh, it worked. We beat um, Florida and the Rangers lost to Pittsburgh. So it worked out perfectly for us. Um, I don't think you're going to see a scenario like that this year because I, I mean, you know, we, we've already had some teams kind of self-select out of the playoff picture. Washington was like, I don't want any part of Boston. Let's sell off. Um, uh, Detroit sold off. Um, Buffalo stood pat. Ottawa added. Uh, it's funny because Washington just passed Ottawa and Buffalo and Detroit while they're tanking not even mm-hmm. tanking. like they made a hockey trade with the sam dean trade um i don't know it, it's very interesting times because this wasn't a typical deadline where teams just like give up if they're like falling out of it it feels like even the teams that were kind of falling out of it like they were okay by the way ottawa just went up two nothing on the Kraken in the first 10 minutes so that's not great for us but um like teams were making moves for the future and adding players, even if they aren't in a playoff spot. Like, even though the Capitals sold off, they still got Rasmus Sandin back, and that's a guy they can build with. Um, and who's another team that did that? Ottawa got Chikrin. Like, they didn't really sell off, though. Detroit sold off. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking about Washington. Washington took a really interesting approach to the deadline that I think was mm-hmm. really good uh, in the long term for them uh, and not good for the short term in terms of like, they kind of were like, we're okay with not making the playoffs, but uh, you know, they, they yeah, did I, mean, I guess if you need a season to retool, I guess they were thinking, you know what? this is it. It's possible. Their GM just saw and people, mm. I, 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 it was, I think it was the Steve Dangle podcast. It's three, nothing Ottawa. Oh my God. <laughs> um, Steve Dangle podcast talked about today. Like, um, you know, like I wonder how many teams just don't want to play Boston and we're content to miss the playoffs. Cause they're like, that's all right. And, oh, sorry. What I was going to say is uh, in Detroit's situation in particular, 
Detroit uh, had two big games, right? When they before they had started completely falling apart, and Detroit had two games against Ottawa, and they lost the first one like six one, and game two they it was a back to back against the same team, and you're both in the playoff hunt, and game two it's like all right we got to show something tonight we got blown out we got and they lost like six one again <laughs> something like something like that six one yeah, six two yeah um yeah and and Detroit's GM Steve Eiserman being a Stanley Cup winner being you know like an, like an all-timer like needed very little to see wow this team isn't cut out for it this year like two games he was probably like and it was right before the deadline so yeah it's, was, i see it right now, here so it was the end of february the last two days of february they played ottawa yeah so the first game ottawa won six to two and the second game ottawa won six to one mm. so <laughs> yeah so i yeah. think it's that's good for detroit because like they got to see Right before the deadline, they're like, mm-hmm. "Are we good? Nope. All right, let's <laughs> tell." Um, the Islanders didn't put themselves in a weird spot because now I, I, I still uh, going out and getting Corvette very early probably saved their season. Um, I would agree. Yep. If you have no Horvat and Barzi gets hurt and Pajot gets hurt, you tank. Yeah, it, absolutely. There's just no you can sell off the deadline. You can't like... operate a team. With that little talent. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and look, Lou is stubborn, but I think at that point, he'd be like, all right, that's, that's mm. it. Uh, we're selling. I mean, you could. They feel that we're trading Barley at that point. You could hope for, I mean, if you didn't want to sell, you could hope for um, something along the lines of like, if they if they were maybe the bottom wild card seed or something like that, if, if that would be a long shot, you know, but then it's like, okay, get some playoff experience, especially for a lot of the young guys. Something along those lines. That would be like the best you could possibly hope for. But I mean, at that, that point, a long shot. it would have been a much different like if if they were just limping and and like only in a playoff spot because everybody else was losing, and you had Boston on the horizon. That's true. I think I would still sell. Really? Uh, that, yeah, honestly, uh, and I think that's what other teams did. You know, the Islanders got hot when they did and put themselves in a spot where it was like, well, we can't really sell because we're really in this mm-hmm, and. Mm-hmm. I, I think also no other team has Elias Sorokin. Like, oh, look at the teams in the playoff mix that that aren't us. And I take my our goaltending over all of them. Um, Pittsburgh, Jari, don't trust. Florida, Bobrovsky, don't trust. Uh, Washington, Darcy Kemper, pretty decent. Ottawa, don't trust. Buffalo, absolutely do not trust. Detroit, not great. Look, if, if there's any team that I think Boston doesn't want to play in the first round. I think now it's the Islanders. Because if the Islanders are playing the style that they played under Barry, which seems to be the case, and they're getting the goaltending that they're getting, which is the best in the league at the moment, um, like over a certain time span. For the year, it's Boston. But the Islanders are probably like top two or three. Um, I would not want to play. This Boston's Island. on a 10-game winning streak. Yeah. yeah. No, they're doing everything right. It's I insane. think they lost tonight, though. Uh, they did. They lost to the Oilers. Yeah, they were up two nothing. They blew that game. But oh, um, wow, yeah, that's an update. All right, I need to reload this page. But uh, there they go. Yeah, no, with one Ot- game Ot- losing streak. It's a shame that Ottawa Ottawa was up three nothing on the Kraken on the road. That sucks. Um, but hey, we did our job. This team is doing its job. Everyone, like not everyone. Josh Bailey's not playing. <laughs> uh, 
Josh Bailey had a play tonight where he entered the zone and ran into his own guy, and they lost it going the other way. Um, there was also like one of those one of those plays I saw Josh Bailey do tonight where he he was like he wasn't in the slot, but he passed it through this uh in the offensive zone. He passed it through the slot, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like into the high slot. And just like there was a million guys blocking the pass, you know, it's just yeah. like, where's that high IQ exactly. play that I hear, you know? <laughs> so no, absolutely. That's what I, that's kind of, that was one of the plays that I remembered when I was saying like, wow, a lot of like just wayward passes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, w- like really low percentage passes. Um, yeah. And I, it's funny. I, in, in the Buffalo game, when Bailey scored the go ahead goal, I was literally I was a madman. I'm, I'm uh, just picture this. I'll, I'll, so my roommate's away. The cognitive dissonance. You're like, but wait, Bailey's bad. <laughs> the, the the roof. My roommate is away, and she took her, both her cats. So it is an empty apartment. I am watching that game on my TV. Most of the games these days, since I don't have cable, I watch on my phone on MSG Go. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so I'm watching it on the TV. The ESPN coverage is terrible. They keep making fun of the Islanders, even though they're playing great. Good stuff. Good job, ESPN. You guys suck. Um, and yeah, you're almost as bad as us, ESPN. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, and I, I see Josh Bailey score the go-ahead goal in a big, big game. And I just start laughing maniacally with no one else here. <laughs> it was and, and also, it looks like a cult because it's all Islander jerseys hung up, <laughs> except the Buffalo one. Yeah, um, in an so abandoned house. Just it was it like I just had to appreciate how silly it was in the moment. That you know, that, that's the funny thing about Josh Bailey. I would say this with my brother. Um, he will play like a million consecutive terrible games, um, and then score like a really big goal. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and it's just inexplicable it just happens um i was watching highlights of the last playoff run we had um and he scored a big big well, obviously he scored uh the goal in game five against pittsburgh to put us on the brink of winning the series but he also had like a big goal against tampa where he just sniped it josh bailey is a funny guy because i don't think he has the legs to play in the nhl anymore but he still occasionally He's got heart. I can't take away that he cares. And occasionally he scores a big goal and I can't help but like just laugh. Just get a good laugh in. Because I know also like, look, I'm not a delusional fan. I give credit where it's due. I also know there are some fans that are like, he's like, he still sucks. And I'm like, no, I agree. But <laughs> just just ease up for a second. Yeah. And how much fun is it that this guy is scoring a big goal in a big game? Mm-hmm. it's hilarious it's it's almost like uh it's almost like sometimes when the fourth line is producing or you know or so like it's not that it's not possible but it's just like it's not expected you should you yeah. can't like count on it you know yeah that so. might have been the most condescending thing i've ever said like, <laughs> to a professional this I is a professional player, player yeah he's like in elite shape he's an elite winger of course <laughs> um like it, it's funny I, I i said tonight on twitter you know somebody said well, um, you know, at this point, I think Mayfield is more annoying for me. The Kraken just scored. I think Mayfield's more annoying for me than Bailey. Somebody said that, which I thought was a fairly hot take. I know in the moment, like, of course, three, getting three penalties. Three penalties yeah. And Josh Bailey has scored, like, I think two goals in three games or something like that. Um, or is maybe two points in three games coming into tonight. Because um, I, I want to say he had a point in uh, 
the game before I'm, I'm blanking on it right now, but um, he, or he scored right near the trade deadline. At, he scored. We okay. So he had a, a assist in the Minnesota game, um, and uh, uh, no, a goal in the Minnesota game, an assist in the Detroit game, and a goal and an assist in the Buffalo yeah. game. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's funny because I, I I haven't been like terribly impressed even during this run, but you can't question like I'm just going to enjoy the production. Absolutely. Playing on fourth line, he's finding a way to get points. Um, I mean, it sucks because, you know, he's going to play – like, there's no way they're going to sit him now. So when guys when guys come back, um, I'm really curious to see what happens. Like How they shuffle the lines? Uh, you know, people people were really hard on Angval really quickly. And I was like, it's only been a couple games. Like, we got to see a little bit more. And then tonight it wasn't really that I didn't think he played well. It was that he barely was out there. Mm-hmm. And if, if he's not able to win the coach's trust over – um, you know, if he's not going to play much, look, we're already really taxing Brock, <clears throat> who is 10 points up. I mean, I know Barzal's injured, but he's 10 points up on Barzal. They're yeah. normally like pretty, uh, he's he's 12 points up on Barzal, yeah. yeah. Um, they're normally well, pretty like close to each other, so he's really been taking it away. He's been on such a tear. Um, but you blew my train of thought. Sorry, uh, you're saying we can't be keep on taxing. Uh, Brock, Brock and Bo, uh, Bo. They've been playing. Oh, really? No. Oh, sorry. I literally saw number eighteen tonight. Who is uh, uh Engvall. yeah, Engvall, and I was just like, like, it took yeah. me a second. I was like, yeah. what is Bo doing? <laughs> yeah, but they um, like that was actually that was a thought of mine during the game. Was like when when we were really struggling through the first two periods, and Brock's line had a really tough start to the game. They were getting caved in in their own zone, and I was thinking like. Uh, man, I hope this isn't like us like overtaxing those two top two centers because you know right now it's getting thin with with the guys that we have out. Um, but those guys got it going again. We still really need Barzi and Pajot back. Bar- like skill wise, there's a big difference between Otto Quavola and Simon Holmstrom and JG Pajot. And obviously adding Barzi makes you more dynamic on the power play. I think that's where you'll see. That's yeah, that's that, that makes sense. And I wonder if they were, uh, cause like we were saying, they're shooting so many pucks on net. Uh, I don't know. That could have just been the strategy being like without Barzi on the special teams, but also uh, as a side note, it was after they called the timeout. I think there was uh, five minutes left or I don't remember, but it was like, it was a relatively early timeout, maybe even 10 minutes left in the third. Uh, I, at the end of the timeout, you just see Lane Lambert going one time, like, you know, like you, <laughs> and then like, uh, I forget who it was, but then somebody sets up, it was like Paul Mary or somebody for like a one timer yeah. and didn't go in, but, uh, I gotta, give, I gotta give credit. That's a good point. Uh, good point out. Uh, that timeout was, I think mm-hmm. halfway through our last power play. And though they did not score on that power play, that really, I think it, it gave them a second to reset. Mm-hmm. I think it was a really good timeout call. Um, you know, it kind of evened out what was earlier in the game. The third Pittsburgh goal um, was unfortunate because the puck might have gone out of play, which you can challenge, and Lane didn't. And that's not a good look for Lane or the video coach, who actually takes more blame for that. But um, 
it, the Islanders almost got distracted by the fact that there were two different things that they might have wanted the challenge there, but only one of them they actually could. Right, yeah, with the hand deflection. Yeah, they couldn't challenge that. And it's so funny. I wanted to complain about that, but like I really thought the uh, fashion goal in the Buffalo game shouldn't have counted. So it was kind of like evened out, I guess, by that. But there was another way that the Islanders could have challenged and gotten that goal disallowed without the hand part. And the hand part would have had to come from the league is mm-hmm. what the Islanders broadcast was saying. And for that, I'd be annoyed at Toronto because to me, it didn't look incidental. It looked like he literally was slapping the fuck down. Um, but I'm sure Buffalo fans were saying that about the knee. And I don't blame Buffalo fans for being annoyed. I think that's the league not – the league is just not clear. It's our version, everyone says. It's our version of what – you know, in football when it's like, well – was that really a catch? Did he survive the ground? And and there's just look, you're allowed to angle your skate, but you can't kick. The kicking motion, like it's so subjective, unfortunately. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, how much do you have to move your leg or your foot before it's a kick? You and know? I do, yeah. I do think that I, I. So I don't think he was trying to knee it in. I think he was trying to get his body in front of it, knock it down, and swipe it in with a stick. Um, but you know, he, like it moved towards the net. It was like an incidental kick, but they still could have called it no goal. And, you know, but at the same time, Buffalo fans that were complaining, the Islanders were caving in the Sabres in that game. The Islanders deserved to win that game. We were out shooting them by like double. We were like the Sabres barely got anything going past like the second period. Um, so yeah, I don't have too much sympathy. I mean, I have sympathy for the call. I don't have much sympathy for them losing because I just didn't think the Sabres played well in a really big game. And that's a really young team. So like they're maybe they're get they'll get there. They will mm-hmm. get there if they're, if their goaltending isn't a 41-year-old and like a 20-year-old. Like there's no in between. Mm-hmm. They have, it's either it's a guy that's too experienced and is cooked or this guy that doesn't have enough experience his name's Uko Pekka Uko Pekka damn it, Lukanen. Lukanen. Luka yeah. Pekka Lukin. Got it. All right. I'm usually better with that. I know. Yeah. Probably because the NHL video games. But anyway. Okay. Um, okay. So uh, to wrap it up, let's just say we talked about the on the upcoming schedule a bit. Uh, you know, they have the West Coast games coming up. Um, any thoughts about those or any thoughts about the standings? You know, where does last week you said you were at a 50 50. Your your view was 50 50 chance. Islanders make it into the playoffs. Uh, has that shifted? Yes. You know? It has hundred percent. Um, I'm going to say it's definitely, I don't know if I want to go as high as 60, but 69, maybe percent. Mm. So I don't know if I want to go as high as 60, but I will go to 69. <laughs> um, now like, look, what more can you ask? They beat three straight teams that they had to, um, only one of those even went to overtime. And I don't think we're complaining about going to overtime tonight. Um, man, I, 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 I'm just very impressed. I'm very, very, very impressed. And I, um, very quickly, this is something I want to talk about more with Sterling next week and, and talk more in depth, but I also don't want to like take too much more time. Um, because like I've been all over the place tonight, but, um, I, this is the apology tour. This is the Tom apology tour. Wow. Oh my. Uh, I was never thought I'd see the day there. No, look, 
there's like hubris in watching as much hockey as I do because like you tend you start to like really think you know better mm. than than the people in it. And I try not to do that. But uh outside of tonight, even though I said Romanov tonight, I wasn't very impressed by tonight. He has been better. Definitely has been better. He's had some big hits recently, hasn't had as many brain farts. Um, he's a young, young guy, and he has plenty of time to become a very good player. So I like too, I, I pulled the trigger too fast on that. Uh, Lane, as a rookie head coach, I think part of that is we were in a weird spot to start the year where very in between, like, this team could be great or it could be terrible and, like, how much talent is here or whatever. The, the, I have to give him credit. This team's decimated with injuries and um, they've played well. And you got to give the coach credit uh, that the guys look engaged. They look the most engaged during the most important stretch of the year. And that you have to give credit to the coach. That has been your, one of your bigger sticking points in past seasons, especially later down the stretch. Uh, You know, like, so for the past, even the two seasons that we made, you know, that we made it to the conference final, um, like you, like, like we were close to not making it into the playoffs. Yeah. Seasons, you know, very different situation. But um, yeah, like you were, you were, that was your biggest sticking point was we didn't look engaged. I think it's for different reasons. So I think in the trots years, um, I, I mean, the two playoff ones, let's, let's say the two playoff years. No, let's say, look, in general, I think everybody agrees. Most people agree the trots system is so physically demanding that teams That's, it's very yeah. difficult to play a full 82 and play that grinded out style. It might actually help that the Islanders did not play defense for the first <laughs> 40 games of the year. Yeah. Now they don't look as physically taxed as I thought they would. Mm. The first two periods tonight, they looked a little bit taxed. Um, but I think that was actually more so the la- like Pittsburgh has more talent at the moment with Barzi and Pajot out and the Islanders have to grind out, but the Islanders, because they weren't grinding out the whole year, they were getting enough points to stay in it. You might argue that this has worked out better. Than it's the almost tr- like they're they're getting into playoff shape now rather than like starting that in the beginning of the year, you know? Yeah, honestly, yeah. Like, um, you know, last they're, year. Oh, no, I'm going to drink it. I'm not going to say anything. Never mind. Anyway. Okay. But <laughs> no, no, no. I, I think that's right. I think it, it's it's funny because it's not like you're going to go into a season and be like, let's play bad. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Let's start off bad. Let's dig ourselves a hole. Um. <laughs> I think it was more so, I mean, definitely um, Lane as a rookie head coach figuring things out, right? Um, and also, I think eventually, I think because of the personnel we have to ice right now, I think we have gone back into that defensive shell. Um, but now you've got, like, guys like uh, – you know, Horvat and Brock's been, I, look, Brock's been great the last few years, but I, for some reason I've been even more impressed with Brock this year. Maybe it's because like he's had to shoulder more of the load with Barzi hurt and he's continued to do it. Um, but also, you know, like Hudson fashing, what a find this guy has like two games in a row that the Buffalo game in this game, I mean, he won them the Buffalo game, him and Sezikis. Mm-hmm. Um, guys have stepped. That's another one. Sezikis has been playing great. Um, 
And just, I don't like the team is just picking the exact right time to play its best hockey. Um, if they beat Washington in regulation, uh, I mean, I'm going to be over the moon um, because uh, you know, it's funny. I talked so much about, oh, they might be falling out of it. And they're still, you know, like they're one point behind Florida. That's it. Like they're in it. Even though they sold off at the deadline a lot, they're still in it. Um, so if, man, if the, if the Islanders finish that five game stretch, and they lose one total game. What what was the one other game outside of the Capital game? Uh, so the Capitals. The wait, what you mean the upcoming or, games? Or, no, the stretch was Detroit, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Washington, mm-hmm. and that was the like, oh boy, that's our season. Yeah, and already it's a win. Mm-hmm. Um, man, if they beat Washington, that's that's just. Uh, my god right. stay tuned next time for <laughs> what a, when what a segue when we reveal if the islanders won that game in one week yeah. from now we said this was going to be a short one and yeah. it ends up being an hour anyway yeah it never never is a short one no it never is well it always makes me wonder if we didn't say that would, it, would we have just kept on going you know for like two hours so i don't know i uh, I, I think leave what you think in the comments down below thank you very much for watching yeah it, it's enjoy the rest right. of the Islanders. Enjoy the Capitals game and the West Coast trip. We'll In see you next time. Sweeping Pittsburgh. That's true. Four four out of four games won. All right. And Bye. another thing. Bye. Bye.